Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Samantha, and I will be your MC today. Welcome to the Singapore Perspectives Conference 2023, organized by the Institute of Policy Studies. For those who have joined us on our first day of the conference last Thursday, we are very pleased to have you back here with us this morning. If you have missed the previous sessions of the conference, you may wish to view the recorded sessions, which are already available on the platform. Before I begin today's session, here are a few administrative announcements. For the question and answer sessions, please submit your questions on the online platform. You can do this at any time during the event. Kindly raise your questions in a constructive and respectful manner. We will be, post we will be posting highlights of our discussions today on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. If you are doing the same on your social media accounts, please use our conference hashtag SP2023WORK. Today's program will begin with the keynote speech by Mr. Ng Chi Ming, Secretary General of National Trades Union Congress. The subsequent Q&A session with Mr. Ng will be moderated by Dr. Matthew Matthews, Principal Research Fellow and Head of Social Lab at the Institute of Policy Studies. We hope you will enjoy the program. May I now invite Mr. Ng Chi Ming, Secretary General at NTUC, for his keynote speech. Mr. Ng, please. Very good morning, distinguished speakers, sisters and brothers. Thank you for inviting me to the Singapore Perspective 2023 to give NTUC's view on the future of work, especially in our Singapore's context. I would like to start off with a short preamble and hope to use the rest of the time for the conversations that we can embark on. I hope to hear your views. I would like to see where may be your concerns and especially see where can NTUC do better in the way ahead in this space of work. Work, as we know, is an important aspect of daily lives. At the individual level, it is a means to a livelihood and in many ways, a sense of dignity and self-worth. Work in a collective sense is an integral part of a social compact. And in this aspect, given the increasingly unequal world that we live in, unequal distribution of incomes, wealth even, there is much social political tension across many societies, and Singapore is not excluded. In recent times, Many of you are probably aware there are many strikes across different parts of the world, Europe, America, Asia. In the UK, the Nurses' Union has its first strike in its 106-year history. And there are now multiple transport strikes across the UK over the last six months or so. And there will be more planned teacher strikes, ambulance driver strikes, and even the civil service is planning to go on strike this year. The unions are threatening what they call a rolling wave of strikes. And I know this may sound a little bit incredulous. They actually have a full calendar of 2023 strikes planned ahead so as to reduce public inconveniences. You don't have to take my word for it. You can go online and you can check it out. And this is part and parcel of social inequilibrium and unrest in many parts of the world. And those of us that have travelled to different parts of the world, including France, would know that this is not uncommon. Each time we land in Charles de Gaulle in the summer, you have a 50-50 chance whether your baggage will catch up with you. And in Asia, in recent times, the militant strike of the Korean Truckers' Union further disrupted already difficult living conditions in Korea. Stretching, disrupted, supply chain, adding new pressures to the cost of living and worsening living conditions, but critically over longer periods of time, eroding the sense of trust in the labour management relations that is needed for economic growth. In America, we see new ways of unionization that has not been seen before. The movement of the labour movement now is germinating outside of traditional union spaces. 
in big companies like Google, Starbucks, employees, PMEs included, are self-organizing to fight for their collective rights. I take particular interest in all of this for obvious reasons. Each time, I cannot help but notice the same root causes where workers go on action or go on strike for better pay, better welfare, and better work prospects. All reasonable things. Employers, on the other hand, lament on the business costs and the impossible conditions to do good business. Also, not unreasonable concerns. And then governments often are obliged to choose either labour or capital to solve the immediate crisis to move society along, but eventually helpless to repair fraught tensions over longer periods of time in the critical space of labour management relation. With each industrial action or strike, trust is further eroded in society. In our Singapore's context, while we have enjoyed good labour management relations for many decades, such scenarios can happen to us too. Pair up with the increasing inequalities around the world, being a very open society. So therefore, if you look back in history, in the 1950s and the 1960s, strikes were commonplace in Singapore. Those of us that are older in the audience maybe can even remember some of those events. In 1955 alone, there were 275 strikes in Singapore. Unimaginable. I say that again, 275 strikes, causing Singapore 1 million mandate lost. And in those times, the Singapore population was 1.7 million, not quite the 5.7 million today. It was, even in Singapore, uncommon, not uncommon, to see teachers on strike, nurses on strike, transport workers on strike, or for the same root cause, striving under colonial rule for better wages, better welfare, and better work prospects. Today, therefore, while we enjoy the industrial peace, we should not be complacent in nurturing tripartism. In an increasingly unequal world, with the tremendous technological advancements that can potentially replace workers in work, we need to pay close attention to work with reference to a working person, to earn a good living, and importantly, with work as an integral part of a social compact. How can we look forward and cast our vision forward to refresh this social compact with work in mind? creating a fair workplace environment where Singaporeans can access good jobs and share in the wealth creation of our society. NTUC has a key role in both of the points I mentioned above. In the future of work, NTUC must champion workers' interests. And by worker, it includes the PMEs, the freelancers. And NTUC must do this in a win-win collaborative strategy together with our tripartite partners, i.e. the government and the employers. NTUC must innovate together with employers embark on business transformation. At the same time, engender workforce transformation and foster a just transition as Singapore moves into a greener future economy. It is only through this strategy that we can sustain economic growth with productivity growth to secure what workers ultimately want, a better living with better wages, better welfare and better work prospects. NTUC is actively acting upon this strategy. Let me elaborate briefly. First and foremost, championing workers' interests, including PMEs and freelancers across the full spectrum of the workforce. For the lower wage workers, NTUC have moved the progressive wage model in many more sectors than the cleaning, landscape and security that were traditional. Now we are moving into retail, food services, waste management and others to impact close to 300,000 workers. PWM 
is crucial to uplift the lower wage workers. It not only gives the workers the immediate better pay, but importantly has built in skills ladder to up productivity with upgrading of skills so that businesses can sustain productivity growth and continue good business. And government, in the tripartite way that we do things, facilitate this with grants and even employment assistance like the Workfare Income Supplements. PWM, beyond the individual role, has a key role also in refreshing the social compact. The better wages and better work prospects reduces the income gap, reinforce dignity in work, and as part, has an important part to foster, even if I may stretch the argument, to a sense of social justice where one's work is valued, has reasonable possibilities to a good living, and has future prospects. For our senior workers, NTUC has championed the change in employment and retirement ages and re-employment ages. We have worked with government and employers to raise re-employment ages to 70 and retirement ages to 65 for our mature workers. And this will be done by the end of this decade, hopefully, economic conditions permitting. Not only are we moving the retirement ages for the workers who choose to continue working, we have also negotiated successfully and in the next few years or so, the senior workers can look forward to adjustments of CPF rates by 2.5% to 9% upwards so that they can plan for their retirement adequacy. In our outreach to the PMEs, the government, i.e. MOM, has responded positively to NTUC's call for a level playing field for our PME amidst foreign competition. NTUC will also work with the government, the Singapore National Employers Federation and IHRP to improve HR standards in the companies to enhance workplace fairness for our local PMEs. At the same time, we are also exploring how we can fine-tune approaches to what you have saw, what you have seen in the video as well, unemployment benefits that pair up with uh, proactive measures of seeking employment to help PMEs and workers bounce back when they meet, when they meet with hard times. And we are doing our utmost to help the mature PMEs to stay relevant with timely intervention of training and skills upgrade, not when they reach 60 but preemptively, hopefully, by the 50s, even the 40s, to upskill them across different breadth of expertise and depth of skills to keep the senior worker relevant. For the more vulnerable platform workers, freelancers, NTUC has been actively championing their interests and welfare, moving for their longer-term financial planning with employer CPF contributions for housing needs and retirement planning providing workplace injury assurance, which is quite lacking today. And importantly, in this new space, maybe even changing the laws for the right for these freelancers to seek formal representation alongside what NTUC has been doing for the, white, the, the middle groups of workers in the traditional space. All these are significant moves. In the Prime Minister's May Day speech last year, PM Li Xianlong acknowledged how NTUC has been an active and valuable partner, acting as a key stabiliser in Singapore's economy and national cohesion. I hope this brief recount of what we've been doing gives you a sense of what NTUC is actively doing today, testing out new ideas, pushing some boundaries, getting our hands dirty and championing workers' interests. And today, I would very much like to hear from you where else we can do better in this current space. Now, let me go to on to my second point. Beyond championing workers' interests, NTUC is also leaning forward to partner employers to do more in industry and workforce transformation. 
this is our way of moving forward together in a win-win approach towards the challenges of Industry 4.0. In this space, if you have not heard, we have been setting up company training committees, CTCs, with employer partners. In a typical CTC, management and union leaders work hand-in-glove to partner each other in business transformation and workforce transformation. At the operational level, it translates management ideas, business plans, so that union leaders can understand business new directions and even tech investments projections. Then, these business plans can be matched to relevant skills, to redesign jobs, to then development of training plans, to be co-developed between HR and the unions, including for the workers and the PMEs in tandem to be upskilled and sometimes to even be reskilled into new jobs. At a deeper level, it fosters critical labour management, trust and partnership. It is not unknown that Industry 4.0 will bring great disruptions. And workers of all callers, including some of you probably in the audience, are concerned about being displaced and replaced by the technological advancements in all the different fields. AI, robotics, the Internet of Things, all have a potential for productivity growth, but from the workers' eyes, will I still have my rice bowl? All are genuine concerns. The CTCs help to mitigate these anxieties. Leaders, when they understand and are convinced by the business plans, I tell you, are the best folks, and I know nobody better than them, to persuade other workers to embrace technological changes for their own benefits and for the business success. Importantly, CTCs allow persuasion beyond words, but through collaborative strategies, workers on the ground can see practical collaboration initiatives for their own interests as well. I have seen this in some of the companies that have embarked on CTCs with us, including Singapore Power. Singapore Power is one of the first companies to sign a CTC equivalent with NTUC all the way back in 2018 or 2019. Skeptical workers of yesterday, quite resistant to change, as you saw in the video. I didn't know the video will show Brother Samad. Samad is the GS of UPage in Singapore Power. Workers were skeptical of all the technological changes on the horizon coming to Singapore Power. We had to go in with management to persuade them that indeed there can be better ways to do the work to up productivity. Skeptical workers of yesterday, today are fully on board after seeing the technological changes making their jobs easier instead of carrying volumes of technical uh, SOPs, they now use the iPad. Easy access, making their jobs easier with the accompanying training to keep them up to date. With their productivity, they themselves can see going up. And very importantly, over the last five years, with the, with the good uh, partnership with management, their wages have been going up too. CTCs have a key role in this. And thus far, NTUC has set up more than close to 1,200 CTCs in the marketplace. The good outcomes are attracting both MNCs and SMEs to come forward. From the bigger ones like Energizer, Lazada, Capital Land, Resorts, World Sentosa, MBS, to more of the local favourites, SMEs, like uh, Punhuat, Changchen, and one of my favourite places to go in Singapore, Gardens by the Bay. Across all different industries, across all different sizes of companies, many have come forward to sign CTCs with NTUC for the convergent interests we both have on business transformation and workforce transformation. For the SME Taukes, especially in the audience today, where you may lack some Industry 4.0 transformation tool, NTUC provides Opstat road mapping to partner you in business transformation.
And all we ask for in return is that when your business is successfully transformed, take care of our workers. The CTCs is an important innovation. It marries the interests of employers and workers. It brings about win-win. It institutionalizes training, if you would, an enterprise skill future, enterprise skills future, an enterprise skills future to match training and upskilling to business outcomes, driving productivity for the benefit of better businesses and better worker outcomes. And this convergence of interests, I'm happy to see uh, in the last three years, even amidst difficult COVID conditions, have gone through the last uh, three years of uh, hard work by all the people in NTUC and my business partners to actually become a mainstay in a strategy for the future economy forward. DPM Lawrence Wong, DPM Heng Sui Kiet, when he was MOF, are fully supportive of the CTCs. The good outcomes, the low-hanging fruits, the initial outcomes are such that MOF is willing to put in a $100 million grant in the hands of NTUC to support the CTC initiative called the CTC Grant, urging NTUC to partner more companies, up to 2,500 hopefully by 2025, to move this space both in industry transformation and workforce transformation. Let me now go to my third point, just transition in the future of work. As I've mentioned earlier, economic and business changes, changes are accelerating around the world, especially in the green spaces given the climate change imperatives. The move towards a greener or green economy will bring immense opportunities, but in attendance, many challenges as well. In many labour movements around the world, there are great concerns whether there will be large-scale and unfair replacement and displacement of workers. This is a hot topic, not just in Singapore, but in the different meetings at the International Labour Organization. And there are already colleagues of mine in other parts of the world that are already up in arms and preparing for potential industrial action to fight against this liberalisation or the greening of the economies. In Singapore, NTUC and I hope to preempt this with proactive measures to work with companies undergoing such transformation. And a company that I can quote as an example is Shell Singapore. A couple of years ago, the Shell Singapore chairman called me up that, and informed me that significant numbers of workers will be affected as the company moves into a low-carbon future. I asked the government, I asked the management rather, to share with NTUC and the Shell Singapore Employees Union their plans. And when we interacted, we decided to leverage on the Joint Capability Council, similar to what NTUC has, has in the CTC, where the management, NTUC and the union then work together to see which jobs can be redesigned and how workers can be upskilled to handle these jobs. What new jobs will be created and how workers can be reskilled to tackle these jobs and where jobs were obsolete and workers were to be released as a last resort, how NTUC can work together with management for a fair retrenchment package and useful job matching either in tri-industry or reskilled into other industries. This resulted in a win-win outcome amidst very challenging conditions. In a speech, I can just tell you these are the points, but in reality on the ground, it was very involved work. And through that process, many livelihoods were saved. The management navigated through a very difficult exercise in business transformation. And importantly, the labour management relationship was sustained. And if I may say so, perhaps even deepened, where the workers and the management trust each other much more in putting forth reasonable views 
reasonable measures for good outcomes for both Shelf Singapore and the unions. And in my view, in the future of work, just transition concepts and initiatives must be applied beyond the energy sector into the wider spaces of economic transformation, especially so in our Singapore, where the pace of change is relentless. NTUC is therefore embarking and working closely with Tamasic portfolio companies to explore how just transition can be applied to the many companies under the TPC umbrella to pursue a greener business work plan in just transition. And we all know that there are many good conceptual ideas in the market. IPS is one of those that help NTUC with good thinking through a lot of professional work in research and uh, studies. But unfortunately, often these conceptual ideas are at the 30,000 foot level up in the air for the workers to understand. So Tamasic and NTUC want to bring these ideas down to the ground level to start designing actionable plans that workers, union leaders can understand and move in tandem for the future of work in the larger economic transformation. This initiative is in its early days yet, but if successful, will support both the company, the companies going on a greener economy to succeed, and hopefully workers will be given a just transition as they upgrade themselves into new jobs. In this initiative, essentially employers can focus on business transformation, NTUC can help them focus on workforce transformation, and in parallel, we make sure that no worker is left behind, every worker matters, and uh, employers can do their part, NTUC and our workers will also do our active part to make sure that our journey together ahead will be one of opportunities dealing with the challenges on the site. This, if successful, will be a critical outcome for positive social, economic and political outcomes. Let me quickly conclude then, so that we can move into Q&A where I can hear your questions and hear your views. As the workforce evolves and becomes more diverse, NTUC will continue to champion workers' interests. And I say again, this includes the PMEs. We want to work with like-minded people like yourselves to better champion the interests of our workers. We will do so in a collaborative manner, seeking win-win-win outcomes for our country, for our business partners, and for the workers that have entrusted their livelihoods to NTUC, our working people. We will push innovations like the company training committees to foster workforce transformation as companies undergo business transformation. And we strive to do all this in a just manner. And importantly, we are keeping our ears open, our feet on the ground, and we have embarked on this Every Worker Matters conversation to hear from wide spectrums of our population, from the youth, from the older workers, from the employers, and our women, sisters, and partners like yourself, because we treasure your views and your voice matters to us. I look forward to your continued support for NTUC's work as we champion workers' interests, and I now look forward to hearing your views and having a conversation with you. Thank you very much for paying attention. Thank you, Mr. Ng. We will now start our Q&A session with Mr. Ng, moderated by Dr. Matthew. To our online audience, please submit your questions via the Q&A panel that appears on the right side of your screen on your computers and at the bottom of the screen for mobile devices. Well, thank you, my thank Jeng, for sharing to us a very overview about what's happening in terms of NTUC's role in terms of uh, pushing for workers' interests, and also the many strategies which are happening, especially at a time when there's a lot of economic transformation. Yes. Uh, I think you ended off your conversation uh, mentioning something about the every worker conversation, which is running right now. Yep. Or, I mean, 
and, uh, and I think people are interested in knowing what are some things that are being surfaced and uh, what are some of the big concerns for workers. If you can provide us an early read of some of those. But the, con the concerns are wide ranging. Um, it depends on which worker segment that we are talking about. So when we dive deep together with the 40-year-old, 50-year-old, whether it's a blue-collar or white-collar worker, the key point that comes through is the anxiety of whether I will still have a job in five years' time, ten years' time. And it is ironic in the sense that we have 2.9% unemployment, essentially full employment plus plus a tight labour market, and yet the population is anxious. That comes across as the, the topmost for this, what I call the pre-vulnerable segment of PMEs and workers. And when we go all the way down to the young ones, well, they have career aspirations, financial planning, and mental well-being as the topmost concerns. For the sisters that I've engaged, many of them are also caregivers, so they would like to see more flexible work arrangements and what can uh, our society put in place to help with this uh, aging demographics that will not go away for the next 20, 30 years. So it depends really, uh, Matthew, on which segment of workers. And there is, yes, a need to sometimes generalise, but in NTUC's work, we go from 30,000 feet, as I said, mm. sometimes down to really the ground level to tackle each segment. Tough work. Yeah, it is. It, one of the big questions, uh, Gen, I mean, it's coming up. I mean, in fact, we have many, many questions that the audience is putting out. I think that's a response to your Great. call for, for questions and for really deliberation on this issue. Um, someone's asking, and I think this is a top-word question now, in terms of the fact that we hear that a lot is being done for workers and the NTC is clearly leading in that area. Uh, but I think the question is asking, uh, do we have any defined goals in terms of what we want in terms of outcomes for our workers, uh, in terms of decent quality of life, uh, financial adequacy, retirement financial uh, adequacy, many of those issues. I mean, uh, as NTC, do you see any kind of, I mean, clear kind of goals in terms of where we should be looking at for workers? Yes, uh, definitely. And here I can be accused of staying at 30,000 feet too, where the core purpose of NTUC is to engender a better life, better livelihoods for our workers. And within that purpose, where we motivate our staff and our union leaders, we can put in all the different pieces of concerns. Uh, I have not seen the question, so I don't quite know. Ranging from a young person coming to the workforce with proper internship, proper coaching, all the way to end of work-life retirement adequacy. Within the second tier, where we bring it to maybe 10,000 feet, each part of NTUC try to strategize, co-design policies uh, with government where we have the ability work with employers to answer each of the target segments. So, how much time do we have? <laughs> well, I'd love to hear, sorry. Well, so in, in the place of retirement adequacy, um, we are looking at CPF restoration for the senior workers. Now that the uh, employer and union moves in this space has somewhat stabilised, there is no great retrenchment of older workers. Employers see that they are indeed productive productive, given all the even upgrading, both sides are quite happy. And therefore now we are able to move to CPF restoration back to original rates to take care of retirement adequacy on the surface. On the other hand, keep the worker involved in work for the dignity of work. Maybe some would say that even for self-respect that I'm still contributing. Many of the workers tell me that as well. And to preserving marital bliss, mm -hmm. as some brothers on the ground tells me. When you retire, your wife may not want you to be in the house all the time either. So you have all these wonderful things where it's seriousness all the way to some of the uh, trivial, fun banter on the ground. NTUC is stepping into these spaces to do what we can. Uh, not so clean cut, as in I do this, I'll get this, but a plethora of different initiatives to move, ranging from high-level policies to groundwork, of just encouraging a fellow brother or a sister, keeping in view the 30,000 feet purpose of creating better lives and better livelihoods. I hope that answers the question. It's maybe too wide-ranging, I apologise. You know, in, in fact, I think, um, you know, I think that, that kind of 
springboards well to another big question, which I think a lot of people are voting now. It's about the benefits of tripartism. Uh, I mean, in, in terms of your own experience, have you seen that kind of conflict of uh, interest that unions have tried to push? And you've, you've mentioned, uh, I mean, unions are trying to uh, push people a bit further, but then, of course, uh, there have been uh, concerns by businesses. Yes. And uh, I mean, have there been that kind of suitable resolutions? Have there been places where you just cannot resolve? Yes, uh, of course. Uh, well, Dr. Robert Yap, the president of SNAF, uh, and I always joke about having shut the door, we quarrel behind the closed doors and then come out and present what we have fought over, like what Brother Samad have said. And it, it is indeed true. When I first joined NTUC, the senior worker space was still up in flux. I remember being in Geneva or somewhere in The Hague on a Sunday morning with Robert Yap, breakfast, no staff, and ironing out the intricacies of moving retirement age to 65, 70, obviously for workers' interests, but Robert has attendant concerns whether they will be able to upkeep productivity, all very reasonable views, but then settling on what may be the measures, what may be the compromise, either in time, in scale, and having the humility on both sides to see whether it is panning out as what we desire it to be at every two, three, four years and adjusting the plans ahead of time. All this undergirded and impossible to do without the labour management trust mm. that I'm willing to give, I'm willing to take, all in very reasonable ways. We don't see that in many other societies. So that is just one example. It spanned across now to the PWM in food services and retail that are complex grounds. And coming to such agreements is never easy. Well, what we would want to do actually is to let Singapore and fellow Singaporeans see some of these intricacies. Maybe the way we did it in the past, where the doors were shut, well, it, it lent to more trust but now, in a different world, it may be good to tell stories of some of the disagreements that uh, we mm -hmm. literally wrangle, fight over. Sometimes we have convergent views, sometimes we don't, and when we don't, we put it aside and see whether new discoveries can come where we can get better interventions. Uh, I mean, the, I mean, you talked about older workers and some of the concerns that were there when you're trying to move about retirement age. Somebody's asking this question, in fact, again, a highly voted question. Uh, then can we, I mean, you're saying that uh, we may not want to have a bus driven by an elderly bus driver operated by a, or being operated by a 70-year-old neurosurgeon. Uh, can NTUC consider other kinds of broader systems like universal state pension for everyone over 65? Are there other kinds of more macro type of solutions? What's your feeling about this? Well, first of all, NTUC uh, has an important role, but we don't make national policies. I think, uh, let me get this out of the way first. NTUC is not government. We have a symbiotic relationship with the party in government, but we're not government. And therefore, I do not speak on behalf of things like national pension and so mm -hmm. forth. But to give Singaporeans in the larger picture a sense of retirement adequacy, medical care needs, I think those pieces are there. And in our national policies, we balance between the upsides and the downsides. A national pension system, well, it may well engender, as I say again, uh, I'm not government, it may involve even more taxes. Somebody has to pay for it, right? So, well, the balancing of the pros and cons, I'll leave it to uh, Minister Ong Yi Kang, uh, Lawrence to really think through some of these things in consultation with NTUC, hopefully. But uh, those are very complex things. But what we want to go for in NTUC is to ensure every worker will have sufficient retirement funds. Mm -hmm. Basic tier with the CPF, maybe we can innovate in some other forms of retirement adequacy top-ups in the future. The uh, workers' financial planning. The NTUC has set up a social enterprise called Money Hour to assist in. And then how can we move together both not just in terms of the retirement nest but the runway towards productive work that one can continue to contribute 
6507B and move active aging also into the workplace mm. where it is not passive income at 65 or 62 but active uh, participation of workforce too. There is no magic uh, uh, bullet rather about uh, a 70-year-old surgeon or a 70-year-old bus driver. We are aging in Singapore. We have a certain space to have foreign augmentation into our workforce. But ultimately, I don't think we can go the Dubai way where it's 10% locals, 90% foreigners. So there is a balance. And that's why this next 10 years, 20 years will be a very challenging time, not just economically, but in the social political dimension that I tried to mention in the speech. Then the role of tripartism in this, as I also how can we go beyond the traditional space of protecting workers but putting proactive measures to partner companies, to partner the healthcare sector? Incidentally, the healthcare sector has a CTC with us too. To move workers into these spaces where we marry the different interests, including now the question consumers, in the best cost, most sustainable cost, all the different things that uh, keep some of us mm -hmm. awake at night. Thank you, SG. Uh, let me focus a little bit more on questions now, of course, of the unions itself, sure. since quite a few people are asking about that now. Um, and of course, we talked a little bit about older workers. What about younger workers? And in fact, this question is saying that, I assume it's from a uh, younger person, is saying that our needs are very different. And NTUC's work seems to be a lot more relevant for middle-aged and older workers. I think people are asking, what, what role does unions have for younger workers who are coming into the labour force today? Excellent question. The youth space is underserved. And we are starting a youth task force with a younger director, 35 years old, 34 years old, to move into the youth space. And because it's underserved, we are moving this youth task force to actually engage 20,000, 25,000 uh, students in the schools, young workers, to understand what are their needs first. So as I mentioned briefly earlier, top most, the top three concerns, career planning, financial planning, and mental well-being. And we are tailoring into these areas where we want to form partnership with the IHLs, with our uh, ecosystem of companies, can we match them to good companies that uh, the students desire, whether it's MBS, whether it's HP, whether it's Energizer? How can we actually uh, add value, create value in this new space? I humbly tell whoever asked the question to come join us, participate. Uh, we are not able, we will not be able to do any of the things you desire without you being part of NTUC, being a youth leader in this new union space that we are trying to move in, uh, trying to move into to make that difference. And you know, quite a few younger workers uh, are into the gig uh, space, for instance. Yeah. And I think people are asking about the workers in the gig economy uh, where pay stability is going to be very uncertain, volatile. Uh, would, would unions work to be able to protect them better? Is there some strategy that you have? You mentioned something about gig yeah. workers earlier. Well, I think we would be able to do better in this space, as I mentioned. But uh, if a young person comes to me as an uncle to seek career advice, I will try to pers persuade him or her to move into uh, probably better structured jobs. Because the longer term prospects, the longer term runway is that much more. So there is a certain uh, balance in NTUC as well. Where we lean forward to protect the vulnerable platform workers, in a way, I'm also dissuading them and trying to persuade them to move into traditional spaces. But now let me concentrate on protecting the vulnerable worker. Uh, we think we have worked successfully with the government and the big companies to put in CPF contributions in some uh, formula that can engender better housing needs planning and retirement uh, adequacy planning. Uh, we are also in the advanced stages of putting in a workplace injury compensation system so that a gig worker, when he is either medically down or because of an accident, no work, no pay, and 
we have all kinds of hardships. Whether we can put in some form of company benefits on top of insurance, insurance and things that we can do together. Two key major moves. And the longer term move that NTUC is proposing to government employers is to allow a change in law for NTUC, the labour movement, to be alongside these workers. So that we can institutionalise fair play, good uh, labour management relations and do what we are doing, like what I've just articulated in the CTCs. Try to find win-win for both the workers and the companies involved in these spaces. Uh, another group of workers that I think people are increasingly concerned about uh, have got to do with uh, workers who have various kinds of disability and I mean that will rise over the years and uh, is increasingly predicted that more people with persons with disability would want to be at, at work uh, despite their disabilities and I think uh, there are going to be companies which are open to that. Yep. Uh, quite a few people are asking about, uh, I mean I assume what would be I mean, the union's role in that or whether the union is looking at that, uh, especially with all the new technologies which are available and how to help disabled workers in that yep. process? Well, we are definitely in this space trying to move some of the special needs uh, children into uh, productive employment. It is honestly not an easy endeavour given all the different uh, productivity calculations. But there are uh, encouraging Science of companies actually uh, designing a job specific that can uh, allow a person with special needs to do certain uh, jobs productively. In fact, in the December holidays, I went to Hilton, Singapore, the old Mandarin. I met up with a young boy when I was in MOE, that I, and he came up to me with a happy face, very, very bright smile to greet me. And he remembered who I was because even in that time, we try to match these kids into productive jobs. I'm very happy that the management at Hilton embraces him. Our union leaders take special care of him. And now he's 25 or 26 years old. Much more confident than when I first met him maybe six, seven years ago. Unique. Yes, one story. But this is going to be a, a journey that we have to embark on as a society whether we can spare some uh, trade-off between productivity and the needs of the person with the dignity of work, all this, I think society is moving in the right direction. It will be a long journey. If business leaders can embrace that, NTUC will fully support that. And where government is able to, I do encourage them to have some form of employment credits because keeping a person in a job, whether you are older or special needs or low-wage worker, whatever the case may be, a person in a job is a productive person, has the dignity of work, has a sense of social justice. The per dollar spent of government funding in promoting work mm -hmm. versus welfare, I will most likely lean towards promoting what I've said formally. Mm -hmm. And the last resort, social welfare. So. Uh, I'm quite sure there will be unemployment benefit mm -hmm. questions. I prefer very much to push for productivity factors that can be argued as a, as a broad macro answer all the, day, all the way down to the dignity and self-respect of a person fully engaged in productive work. I prefer that philosophy than uh, putting more and more money into social welfare without a trampling effect back into society. Uh, Sekjen, talking about, I mean, we talked about uh, persons with disability, and somebody's asking, quite a few people are voting for this question about the union's role in terms of cultivating a kind of workforce where you have people with very, very diverse backgrounds, especially generational yeah. diversity, as somebody pointed out. You have a lot more older workers, younger workers, and, uh, and of course, I think there are all kinds of other diversity we'd expect with the yeah. local workforce and the international workforce uh, within, I mean, here. So, I mean, is there anything that the unions are looking to do to help to build that kind of cohesion within our workforce? Yeah, we try to bring in the very essence of union work. And in what I articulated, when you boil away all the different uh, current issues, inclusivity, diversity, all the different parts of it, when I look at a person as a brother or sister in the labour movement, it boils down to current wages, mm -hmm 
Am I earning a good wage, sufficient wage? Do I have the welfare, workplace safety, workplace environment, hygiene, so and so forth? And importantly, what is my outlook in the next five years, ten years? So when I boil it down, I've used a very simple term that can encourage my workers and employers to understand. Our fundamental interest, better wages, better welfare, better work prospects. All in a collaborative strategy to hopefully have better businesses so that as an ecosystem, you can all succeed. I use that analogy quite often and it is a short, very easy to understand uh, strategy. But again, I say below the waterline, the iceberg of many things to do. I don't know whether we have time to go through all of them. Uh, Sajjan, I mean, um, again, quite a lot. I mean, it seems like quite a few questions get watered up quite quickly. And yes. this one's about union work with uh, food and beverage SMEs. I think there's, there's this concern that we have uh, I mean, these are type of works. I think there are a few yes. questions that come with that. Uh, there are there are work that Singaporeans naturally don't seem to gravitate yes. towards, and they're, they're not there. Uh, but but somehow or another, I mean, we do have to keep this part of so our industry yes. going well. And uh, yes. I know, F, I mean, uh, NTUC does have yes. unions that deal with the yes. F&B sector. Would you want to comment yes. on that? Well, I, I think that is a very, very good question because these are what I would call essential services, sometimes overlooked. And we do need the core of Singaporeans in the FMB sector, and if I were to pull the argument further into essential services like lift technicians, mm. where most of us live in HDB high-rise flats, where lift breakdown and you do not have a Singaporean in there, how do you preserve the national capabilities? So NTUC is actively moving and persuading uh, government and business folks to pay attention to this, what I call the associate professionals or the technicians in the PMET. So it can range from food and services, it can range to lift technicians, as I mentioned, it can also mean plumbers, totally non-sexy, but essential mm -hmm. value clock in the whole chain. And we are working with PUB, we set up a CTC, and we are working with the Plumbers Association of Singapore to see how we can put in the progressive wage model into this space. Yes, the hygiene, there may be limited things we can do, but we still can move the hygiene factors to attract Singaporeans. Mm -hmm. Will there be a wage ladder for a young person graduating from school to see that I can do this in five years' time, ten years' time, I can earn maybe $6,000, $7,000 by my mid-40s if I pursue this profession? We are trying to paint this space for the young worker food services, lift technicians, and PWM is not actually in our philosophy. Mm -hmm. I know in the public view is now almost synonymous with lower wage workers, mm -hmm. but in our vision of progressive wage model, it can be applied to the technical spaces mm -hmm. as well, as I mentioned. And even in a green economy, uh, Sunship, uh, a new solar company, mm -hmm. we work with them to put in a career development plan for school graduates all the way to associate engineers and full engineers if you stay long in this uh, career to actually map out a career path. So in this space, uh, we hope to be able to persuade our workforce in the transformed workplace mm -hmm. to get into these less sexy jobs currently and move them in the five years, ten years frame, into both a hygiene, reduce the hygiene these uh, factors, and promote the other positivities of the career outcomes that if a young person wants to get into this space. Let me give an example, if you don't mind, on the hygiene factor. You know, many of us have gone to engineering shops, and it is hot. It can be dirty. You, the image of a sweaty technician, but. I've been to aviation companies, giving my, my line of work, right? Rolls-Royce, Singapore Technologies, all are embarking on making the workplace a different workplace. The Salita Aerospace Center, where Rolls-Royce is placed, is completely air-conditioned. And I think it may be cleaner than this auditorium because of the high-tech uh, requirements, so on and so forth. 
So how do we move the workplace hygiene safety in tandem with the career outcomes, the wages? Well, there's a long way to go. Uh, we are moving to think about such problems. We are framing some, hopefully, uh, plausible solutions to move more Singaporeans into this, mm. what I call, essential services. Keeps our, uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. It's early days yet, and uh, I, as I said just now, if you have good ideas, uh, even if we run out of time, please drop Matthew or NTUC an email to give us your views and suggestions. Not an easy thing to do, because uh, to the parents out in the audience, many of us, when we act as parents and not as thinkers and employers, we do also do dissuade our kids in joining these lines and go into other traditional successful routes that define us in Singapore. Let's see whether we can change our views too. In jumping on that idea about attitudes that we have about work, somebody's asking uh, about, you know, we have all these news reports of entitled Singaporeans and uh, Singaporeans don't seem to want certain kinds of jobs and kind of spaces, despite the fact that they are available. And uh, there's a concern that, I mean, first, please, I mean, whether you think that the Singapore workforce is, feels very entitled. Uh, and then secondly, this idea that will this be a, will this be a, uh, will go against all the effectiveness of the CTCs and what you're trying to do and reskill, retrain, and uh, because people tend to be very entitled? Well, I think we cannot afford to be complacent. The world is changing tremendously fast. What have worked for Singapore in the last 50 years, given a different paradigm, may not work in the way ahead. So I will, I will not pass judgment whether Singaporeans are entitled or a sense of entitlement, but I would say that let's be on our toes. Keep an open mind, be aware of the circumstances of the world changing and who can take away our cheese collectively. If you look at the air hub in Singapore, you know, we did not have, uh, we do not have a natural uh, landing space like our sea routes. But yet, we have established this in the last 50 years. Going forward, what must we do to ensure that our airport, our air hub is relevant to the governments in this value chain, to the passengers in this value chain, and keeping the cost structure of businesses and the expertise of workers in Singapore, getting the ecosystem uh, uh, reinvented and superior to any other airports or air hubs around the region to keep our slice of cheese in Singapore. So if we think that uh, we can just do things as normal, then I would say that we have to be careful of complacency. We should be on our toes in many of these uh, uh, spaces and reinvent ourselves to be world class, to be at the front of the pack, to create the value that uh, the world market desires of Singapore. Just, I know we say this very often in a fast changing world, there are opportunities, there are challenges. I hope that through our tripartite efforts, government, businesses, and unions will have that strategic advantage to latch on to the best ideas and very importantly, translate those 30,000 feet ideas into actionable strategies and plans faster than anybody else. The future of work, the theme of work, since I joined the labour movement, since I joined politics, has been there since mm -hmm. 2015, 8, 10 years. And in many of the forums that I've gone to, we are very much at the 30,000 feet mm -hmm. level. And one of the things I desired to do in NTUC is to help bridge the 30,000 to the ground level. We will never be perfect. We must stay humble, we must not be complacent, and we must be willing to embrace changes to move the entire system uh, forward together. NTUC has our part. We will try to persuade our business partners, uh, try to persuade all of us to support NTUC, and then we can persuade the government to move together with us in this important space. Uh, talking about since you mentioned a lot, a lot more about the competitive space that we are in, and of course, it will mean that quite a number of roles will be redundant. People will yep. lose jobs because of competition, and uh, people are asking about unemployment insurance. But yet, at the same time, putting that with the other question about 
uh, you know, perhaps what people see as the negative aspects of some Singaporean workers who might end up feeling entitled about that, might misuse that. What are some of the considerations that the labour unions have? The best unemployment insurance, in my view, is a good job. The most sustainable way to do it is to ensure that the macro level Singapore remains competitive. At the micro level, we share the wealth created with fellow Singaporeans. Very important. This must be the principle of underlying all the different initiatives we are doing. So, going forward, uh, I think we have a very good chance, given the Singapore brand name, given our institutions, given all the different capabilities we have to actually navigate these changes. I'm confident, even for all the things I said, uh, for all the challenges, I, I'm confident we can do it. So long as we have good labour management relations, trust, and a unity that has seen us through the last 60 years. In, in fact, talking about trust, I think somebody is, and this is getting voted quite a bit. Uh, I mean, in, in, given some of these considerations and needs of workers, somebody was asking about, will, will NTUC sanction uh, a labour strike at some point if it was needed? I mean, uh, Well, that was a good question. What do you mean we will sanction a labour labor industrial action <laughs> at some point in time? It, I have done so. I have done so. I probably shouldn't mention the company's name, but it is in the aviation sector where they were unfairly treating our workers. I inform cabinet that I have authorised preparation for industrial action, but thankfully we were able to pull back with further negotiations. So it, some of these things do happen in our society. Thankfully, few and far in between. Thankfully. But are we ready to do what is needed to champion workers' interests? Yes. Are we going to thumb our chest to do it every day? I hope not. Because that will really be a society that is on a vicious cycle of action. I prefer, as I said, do the necessary collaborative strategies for win-win while maintaining an NTOC stance that we seriously will champion workers' interests. Well, I was on the SAF. So, in some ways, we are very reasonable. We are very proactive to support all the good initiatives. But there's a big stick behind our backs. And that's why uh, NTUC would really want to move alongside with all the different segments of the workers in the non-traditional spaces, especially the PMEs, the youth, the freelancers, so that we can be alongside. And hopefully, never having to use the big stick because it will be a vicious cycle to the detriment of country, society and ourselves. But before any of these things happen, as I mentioned just now, proactively, preemptively put in the measures to create the society we want for the individual at the centre of work and importantly, at a societal level, where we went into the Every Workers Matters conversation with a workers' compact in mind, taking in all the different views and putting all these views into what the 4G leadership is pretending to do, refreshing our social compact on the way forward. Very important 30,000 feet ideas, but to build trust, if that is the gist of the question, it cannot be just... I assure you, I assure you, I assure you. But seen in concrete policies, actions, that you feel it, and I hope that you will co-own it, together with NTUC, to the rest of IPS and all of you that are doing all the good work in putting forth the concepts with agencies like NTUC and government, putting in the work to really move society in the short term, in the medium term, and in the Singapore style, for the very long term as well. Not an easy task in the changing world that we see, but uh, let me encourage everybody. Out of COVID, I spoke very honestly to employers that within three hours of Singapore, you will unlikely find a better place to put your money. Even within six hours of Singapore, I will argue that for all the different interests, 
that you have as a businessman, whether MNC or local, we probably will give you the best chance to leap from the current generation of business thinking into the future with the trustworthiness of government consistency, with a disciplined and talented workforce. Yes, we have our challenges, but those are surmountable. So long as I say in tripartism, we hold RMR in a good place, and as a society, we remain united, foster the trust. We have all the necessary resources to overcome the challenges. Well, thank you very much, as Sengchen. This is very helpful, especially the idea that we can depend on NTUC to watch our backs and uh, collaboratively as a society, yes. tripartism here works. So thank you very much for sharing those yes. thoughts, your insights, the strategies that NTUC has. And you can shop at fair price too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Well, I'm sure everybody is thankful for that. Thank you very much for joining us and thank you very much, everyone, for the very, very good questions. People. Thank you very much, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, we have now come to the end of the session. On behalf of IPS, I would like to extend our sincere thanks to Mr. Ng for his time today. Thank you also to the audience for your active participation in the discussions. We hope that these are conversations we will all continue having after today. Just a reminder that this conference has been recorded and will be available on the online platform for two weeks. The next session, titled The Changing Role of Unions, will begin at 11 a.m. Thank you, and we hope to see you later.